This program is brought to you by the Genesis Communications Network, a world leader in talk radio since 1998. Visit GCNlive.com today. That's what the people in California are saying. Hey, somebody won Mega Millions. Was it you? Are you listening to us in the great state of Maine? Perhaps you won. The FAA is investigating how two planes nearly collided at JFK. Scary moment. Imagine being a passenger on one of those planes. Kate Delaney here. Thanks so much for joining us on this show. I got to tell you the good news first. Somebody did win Mega Millions, right? So what does that mean? Uh, that means they had the winning numbers, and it's the second largest in the game's history. The ticket was sold in Maine. They matched all the numbers, which is amazing. It's easier to get struck by lightning, so perhaps they're still reviving themselves from the shock of being the winner. They bought it at a little kitschy hometown gas and grill in Lebanon. That's the name of the place. And it's in South Maine along the New Hampshire border. So uh, what's cool for that place is they get a little chunk of money for selling the the ticket. And the person probably gets the, if they take the cash option, they are walking away with some serious, serious coin. One person won it. But then there were other winners. There were 14 $2 million winners in California and Florida, Illinois, Kansas, Kentucky, places where you're all listening to us, Pennsylvania, Texas. So it would still be pretty cool to win a couple million, right? But if you, if you by the way, won um, you know, that much, it means you were basically missing one number. So. <laughs> and I, so I wonder, if, you, if you're going through your numbers and it's like, oh, oh, I won two. Wait. Am I going to, oh, I won $2 million. Like, would you be disappointed? I could have won $707.9 million. Um, I think if you win anything in the lottery, you're doing pretty good. I mean, how much, how much did you plunk down to win? So who knows if the person ever comes forward or we figure out who that was. But uh, pretty wild as we talked about it a lot on this show. The FAA looking into how... Delta and American Airlines planes almost collided in New York. So this was a Boeing 737. The Delta was the 737. And it stopped. It stopped its takeoff roll. So you know what a takeoff roll is. About a thousand feet away from where an American Airlines flight had crossed from an adjacent runway. And this happened on Friday night, right before 9 o'clock. So the good news is that the Delta flight could come to a safe stop. And the air traffic controllers noticed the other plane crossing the runway in front of the departing jet. That could have been a serious disaster uh, with, as they're rolling along and getting that speed. But luckily, it was... Um, it was a successful aborted takeoff procedure and the passengers deplaned after they went to the gate. Cause that's what they have to do. The flight was then delayed overnight. 
due to crew resources, and then they gave them overnight accommodation. So that's the kind of thing that happens. You know, it wasn't like, oh, okay, now let's just get back on uh, let's get back on track here. And the answer is no, they can't do that. They investigate it and all that other stuff. And thank goodness, thank goodness, they didn't collide. We have had that in our history. At, I remember in Los Angeles, they had a freak accident like that. I, I don't remember. I don't remember how many people were killed. I mean, it was on a smaller scale, but I mean, the 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 planes the planes collided. I know that. I can remember that. It was a big weekend in the NFL, and a lot of people were thinking about the Bills and would the Bills win, and they did narrowly, but they won. There were still signs, lots of people holding them up. DeMar, DeMar, for DeMar, the Bills' safety, who's still recovering after going into cardiac arrest on the field in Cincinnati two weeks ago. He was cheering through Twitter from his home on Sunday during that wildcard playoff game against the Miami Dolphins, which the Bills uh, won. We'll talk more about that in the Man Cave coming up next. But um, it's interesting what's happened with him. His charity, because some of you have asked me that through uh, emails, his charity now has about $9 million has been raised. And this was something he started when he was in college, just, to, just for Christmas gifts for kids in, in his neighborhood and you know, the, that uh, weren't as fortunate. And his goal was to, to raise, um, you know, a couple thousand initially, and then a little bit more than that. And now, because people were so touched by his story and had heard about it because there was a GoFundMe thing, which had nothing to do with his his accident, his cardiac arrest, but uh, they wanted people to reach out. So $9 million. Wow. The power of all of that and people really, really coming together. Martin Luther King Day, a lot of people have off for Martin Luther King Day and People will remember it in many different ways. Like I said, a lot of schools, a lot of uh, offices are closed, certainly uh, banks and and all that, because it is a federal, it is a federal holiday. It's considered a federal holiday, and it's observed every year on the third Monday of January. And people talk about, um, Martin Luther King and uh, how he should be remembered and some of the different ways people, like I said, observe MLK Day. I mean, he was the chief, and we all know this, right, but he was such a key historic figure when it comes to the civil rights movement. And... Um, he was assassinated soon after his assassination in 1968. Rather, the, there was a big campaign for a federal holiday, and President Reagan signed the holiday into law in 1983, and then it was observed three years after, you know, after that. And um, it was officially observed in all 50 states for the first time in 2000. So there's a little history about Martin Luther King Day. As I mentioned, coming up, we're going to go into the man cave because a lot of people were certainly busy watching sports over the weekend. You can always tell because I had to run out in the middle of the games quickly, which is unusual for me. And I noticed that, wow, this is a perfect, I I understand why people run to stores 
in the middle of uh, games because it was like a ghost town, right? <laughs> there was there was lots and lots of empty spaces, a lot of empty spaces. Now, if I was in California, I wouldn't have been running out most likely to go anywhere. It's crazy how much rain has fallen in California. You know, this is a state that was in the middle of a three-year drought. Not much hope of any kind of relief. And now the state is completely waterlogged. 10 to 20 inches of rain, 200 inches of snow have fallen in some location in the past three weeks. Raging rivers, deadly, deadly flooding, right? And they're supposed to get it all the way through Tuesday. Floods, landslides, sinkholes. It's just absolutely staggering the reversal here in the Golden State. All right, I will meet you in the man cave. Hi, I'm Dr. Joel Wallach, veterinarian and naturopathic physician. The Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy with an important message. Take charge of your health. Do not continue to blindly follow the system that has failed us all. I appreciate GCN listeners because you're open-minded and intelligent. If our system is so great, why is it that the United States, the USA, ranks nearly 60th worldwide in longevity and number one in obesity? All the while, we spend more money than all the other countries combined annually on unnecessary health care procedures and toxic drugs. It doesn't take much to get on track, not with the government or pharmaceutical companies, but rather you in control of your own health with a basic understanding of nutrition and supplementation. FDI Longevity has the finest quality health, sports, and energy supplements available. GCN listeners are invited to join our team of people who want to stay healthy well into old age. We are currently looking for specialists to represent FDI Longevity and save America. To buy products at wholesale prices or join our business team, go to GCNteam.com. That's GCNteam.com. Support GCN. Get healthy. If you're concerned about the power grid and want to generate your own supply of off-grid electricity, this will be the most important message you'll hear this year. Here's why. We now have a small number of solar generators back in stock. These emergency backup systems provide life-saving backup power when you need it most. And unlike gas generators, solar generators run quietly, emit no dangerous fumes, and produce an endless supply of free electricity from the sun. Whether it's wildfires, dangerous weather, power grid issues, or just getting off the grid, you'll never have to suffer through painful power outages again. Even better, all this week, radio listeners get over $700 in free off-the-grid bonuses, too. Go to MySolarBackup.com to learn more and check availability. That's MySolarBackup.com. Look for the free report, Crisis Cooling, how to make absolutely sure your meat, milk, and medicines stay safe and cool in any power outage. Yours free at MySolarBackup.com. Hi, this is Kate Delaney. I am truly amazed by this audience. Many of you have been reaching out to me to ask more on what I call the No Drone Zone. How do you find out about the show or listen to podcasts or guests or even my books? So here we go. Go to KateDelaneyRadio.com for more on what's shaking in my orbit. To reach me, simply hit the contact tab and send an email. Behind the scenes photos, great video, travels, the dog. Yeah, that's Guinness. He is the mascot. Go to Kate Delaney fan page on Facebook, Kate Delaney fan page on Facebook, or hit me up on Twitter at Kate S. Delaney, at Kate S. Delaney. For any of my books, including Deal Your Own Destiny, Amazon simply is the easiest. Thanks for 
listening as we talk about what's happening in my backyard and yours and how it affects us. We throw in laughs, cheap movie reviews, the man cave, and authors with some interesting stories to tell. If you've already forgotten everything I've just said, just go to katedelaneyradio.com. updating i said this before i have a book called invade the man cave i'm updating that once the super bowl's over that will be re-released with some really awesome stories included from the sports world especially the nfl but college football and uh, even some soccer in there a lot of interesting stories interesting to see what happened at the end of the cincinnati baltimore game capping off a wild card weekend so uh, i mean sam hubbard Sam Hubbard returned Tyler Huntley's fumble 98 yards for a tie-breaking touchdown in the fourth quarter. That helped the Bengals beat the Ravens 24-17 in the first round of the AFC playoffs, their first round of the NFC playoffs, AFC playoffs rather, on Sunday night. He got the ball at the two, and he had a convoy of teammates that helped build that wall on the longest fumble return for a touchdown in NFL postseason history. It was also the longest go-ahead TD in the fourth quarter in the postseason. So he had like 66,000 fans who were probably sitting there with fingers crossed and everything else. I don't think they were expecting to see what they saw happen, but that was huge. So next up for Cincinnati, they go to Buffalo for a rematch of their Week 17 game that was canceled after Bill's safety, DeMar Hamlin, went into cardiac arrest on the field. Hamlin was watching from home as his team advanced with the 34-31 win over Miami. That was another crazy, crazy game. A bunch of mistakes in the beginning could have been really costly for Buffalo. In the end, not so. I think one of the wildest games was Trevor Lawrence rallying the Jags from 27 down to beat the Chargers 31 to 30. Doug Peterson, the coach, said it was one of the greatest moments of his life. And remember, he's the guy who led the never won a Super Bowl Eagles to a Super Bowl. But Trevor Lawrence's confidence had to have been dinged in the first half of that game, and then he came back and was amazing, especially on the winning drive. But uh, he had four interceptions, and at the halfway point, Jacksonville, in front of their home crowd, they were down 27-7. to It was so quiet in the stadium. If you can hear everything through the tube, it's quiet. So, I mean, there were so many crazy turnovers that and the misfirings of Lawrence, it just seemed like, wow, they are going down the tubes fast. But Jacksonville's defense kept them in it, and then ultimately the Chargers collapsed at the end of it because you could say they collapsed too because of um, what happened there. So anyway, 
now they move on. You know, so they move on to live another day in the postseason after that thrilling win. San Francisco beat Seattle. What's interesting about this one is Brock Purdy, the last person chosen in the draft, is called Mr. Irrelevant. He was Mr. Irrelevant. Uh, He was not irrelevant in this game. It's crazy. So you have the starting quarterback goes down. Then you have Jimmy Garoppolo who comes in, and then he gets injured throughout the season. And then Purdy, Brock Purdy, I think I called him Brian Purdy earlier. Brock. (laughs) Brock Purdy. I have a friend named Brian Purdy. Brock Purdy. Say Mr. Relevant. He, uh, he, He answered every single time he had to answer. He had... 332 yards passing, <clears throat> excuse me, no interceptions, three TDs. He looked really good. He answered every time he had to to answer. I mean, he threw those three touchdown passes, ran for a fourth score in his playoff debut in the win over the Seahawks in that 41-23 win. And so he just picked up where he left off, I guess, in the regular season for the, the 49ers. And the the Niners move on too. Uh, it, it, they broke it open and never looked back. I mean, this was what was different about this Seattle 49ers game, especially in that second half. And, uh, you know, Seattle, to me, if I'm picking in this one, I would have I would have definitely picked the 49ers, even with the inexperienced quarterback. But, um the Seahawks had a 17-16 lead at you know most of the beginning of this whole thing. And then Seattle became the third team since the start of the 2000 postseason to lead at the half in a playoff game after trailing by at least 10 at the end of the first quarter. So, I mean, go figure. It, was, it really was a wild weekend of football. Minnesota, a lot of high hopes for Minnesota, the kind of crazy season they had, how they really had incredible fourth quarters throughout the uh, throughout the NFL season, which prompted them to the winning season they had. The New York Giants, in the end, prevailed 31-24. to 24. First-year head coach Brian Dabble, uh, he gets to, you know, move on to to also take his team and live another uh, day. Daniel Jones, who was iffy throughout the season, was there. He passed for 301 yards, a couple of touchdowns, ran for 78 yards in his first career playoff game. And so the Giants move, uh, move on. Saquon Barkley rushed for two scores, and he is a special player. He had... 109 yards on 14 touches, right? He's been waiting for that moment, so uh, they move on. The Giants advance to play the number one seed. They're going to play NFC rival Philadelphia in the divisional round next Saturday night. Yes, so next Saturday night they play. All right, um, the other other game that's coming up is the Monday night game. It's the Cowboys and the Buccaneers. This was our... Game of the week for Nail the Score. We're doing it throughout the playoffs on Tuesday in our first hour final segment. So Tom Brady uh, did lead them to the playoffs. It was really a crazy season for the Tampa Bay uh, Buccaneers. 
And Dak Prescott gets the Cowboys with all their challenges and the challenges he's had into the postseason. So it's the NFC NFC wildcard game on Monday night. 45-year-old Tom Brady, who people are now talking about, where is he going to play next year? That the Raiders are saying they're going to make a really hard run for him. And could he end up becoming a Raider? (laughs) And who knows what happens even in this game I think it's going to be a, another close, tight game like most of the games that we saw uh, certainly over the weekend. Very strange story about Alabama hoops player Darius Miles charged with capital murder following an arrest tied to a fatal shooting right there uh, on the campus, right by the strip. And uh, he's one of two suspects charged in the case uh, for shooting and and uh, shooting a 23-year-old woman who was pronounced dead at the scene on Sunday. So people certainly were all over Twitter with this. Something popped up on uh, on my feed, and then I so that's how I initially saw it. And and he's a guy who signed with Alabama in the 2020 class out of Washington D.C. as a four-star prospect and a top. 50 national prospect. He was in, he was, he, he was in 53 games the last three seasons and made three starts, but he's battling an ankle injury. But the key thing here is not his stats. It's that this Alabama junior forward was, uh, was arrested and charged in capital murder. And you just, you just hear that and you think, wow. So they just removed him from, you know, his bio's gone. He was removed from the Alabama uh, campus. Of course, he's not a member now of, of the men's basketball team. And um, who knows what that story yields, but uh, really strange to, to see that, like I said, pop up of all things on, on the radar on, you know, this weekend. All right, and speaking of basketball, how about LeBron James? He becomes the second ever to score 38,000 career points. He joins Kareem Abdul-Jabbar as the only other player to reach that milestone. So he did that. It's kind of rarefied air, I would say, on Sunday night with his production in L.A.'s 113-112 loss to the Philadelphia 76ers. So just the second player in NBA history to accomplish that. Wow. Heading into the game, he needed 11 points to reach it, and it didn't take him very long to do it. And, of course, the crowd went crazy when he hit that mark. Meet you on the flip side. Do you know someone with a drug or alcohol problem? Get help now. Insurance may cover everything. Stop the drug and alcohol nightmare. Call 800-284-0523. Learn how through the Family Medical Leave Act, you can leave your job without losing your job. Locations everywhere. Get immediate help for drug and alcohol problems. Call now. 800-284-0523. 800-284-0523. Hey, Jimmy, turn off the video games. Let's go play some ball. I'm in the middle of my game. Can't we go later? Come on, it'll be fun. It will be there when you get back. Okay, but there's no way you're going to win. 
Why don't you grab some water and granola bars, and then we'll see about that. You can make a difference. Eat smart, play hard. And when you do, your kids will too. A challenge from USDA. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. USA News Update. This Sunday, we begin in Iowa, where the caucuses are set to start out in sub-zero temperatures. Records expected to be broken, and despite the weather, Republican presidential candidates busy campaigning in Iowa, meeting with voters. Vivek Ramaswamy and his team having to park the campaign bus because of all the snow and ice. Former President Trump, Nikki Haley, and Ron DeSantis talking about the weather situation. It's going to be a little bit of a trek. Nobody knows how exactly we're going to get there, but we're going to figure it out. This is an unbelievable amount of snow, um, but we are going to continue to try and touch as many people as we can. We have a lot of people that we have signed up to commit to for us over many months. Uh, I think they're motivated, they're passionate, and they're going to show up. What about the broader electorate? I just don't know, uh, but I'm confident our people are going to come out strong. And I'm Laura Winters, USA News. I had no idea it would destroy my life. But before it happened, I had a successful business in Austin, Texas. Everyone laughed at me when I shut that business down, but I could not ignore the wake-up call. I was volunteering on a project to get locally grown food into a school. That project was a complete failure, and I discovered that there were few local farmers, there's only four days' worth of food in the grocery stores, and everything comes 1,500 miles via a just-in-time trucking system. I lost friends and family who told me I was crazy to worry about that, but I kept at it. I'm Marjorie Wildcraft. Those of us who know what's going on in the world know you need to become self-reliant before the dollar collapses. I've created a free webinar at GCNfood.com. I can show you, like I've shown hundreds of thousands of people, how to grow lots of food, even if you have no experience, you're older, or you're out of shape. Do it now before the stores are boarded up and food is not available at any price. Go to GCNfood.com. GCNfood.com. Wellness and self-care doesn't have to be complicated. So keep it simple and take good care of yourself with Sunny Bay Heating Pads. Our heating pads soothe pains in the neck, back, and shoulders while relaxing muscles and increasing blood circulation. Sunny Bay Heating Pads have always been made in the USA and hand-filled to perfection with the highest quality materials. Sunny Bay Heating Pads are the perfect wellness gift for loved ones or yourself. See all of our high-quality products at sunny-bay.com, including heated body pads, neck pillows, heated neck and body wraps, and our stress-reducing lavender line. They're all affordable, durable, and in stock now and ready for immediate shipping direct from sunny-bay.com. Read our trusted, authentic, and real reviews at sunny-bay.com or just search for Sunny Bay Heating Pad. To your good health and wellness from Sunny Bay.
I'm so impressed by this man. We met a couple of years ago, and we talked about one of his previous books. He's on book number three, and I like this book because it's the continuing journey of his life, but also of what we do not know about epilepsy unless we've been affected by it somehow. And the name of his book is called Epilepsy, Live or Die. He's in the U.K. Gavin Hogarth joins us. And Gavin told me off the air something that I want all of you to process before we go to him. One in 26 people with epilepsy, one in 26. So it's not the number that we hear with cancer, but to me, it's a very, very big number. Gavin, thanks so much for coming on. Thank you very much. And it's so good to see you feeling good, it looks like, and doing what you do, informing the world about epilepsy. And that's your goal, isn't it? Oh, without a doubt, yes. And this book is book three. And I love how it's just so simple. You put it simply, live or die, and you have to deal with epilepsy. You have to treat it. And there are people that try to ignore some of the signs, aren't there? There are, but I don't believe that's the right thing to do. Um, that leads to something like, how can this happen to me type thing? And I don't believe that's right at all. I think you should just pick up yourself up and get on with your life. And that way you can enjoy it a little bit more. And has that been your story? Because you were diagnosed at 15 and you've now lived with it for 30 years. Well, it took me a while to get, get off with it. I was just sat on the couch just watching telly all the time and then gained the confidence why well it's not my fault let's get up and get on with life and that's all i've been doing since then i started writing my books and and i thought well while you're writing the books you might as well put photographs inside of each each um, time you fell over to show people because if you have a black eye and you say, oh, yes, I had, I fell over and had a black eye. That's not really understandable. But if you can show the picture of that actual instance, it helps show just the power of the epilepsy and what it can do to the normal person. And what do you think are the biggest, and which is wonderful that you showed that you're right, it's powerful, the images. What do you think is the biggest misconception about epilepsy? Well, as I say, with only one in 26 people having epilepsy, people don't really realize what it is. They think you'd either say on drugs or drunk or you do it, it's your own fault. People just don't understand what is actually happening at the time or then what to do to assist or how to help. Right. And so what can people, and this is so important, and you talk about this, every time I've talked to you, you talk about this. What what can people do to help somebody who's trying to live their life, frankly, and not sit on the couch and be out there and be in the world? What can they do when they see somebody having an attack? Um, Well, funny enough, I've been assisted by the likes. Somebody stopped recently. and got out of the car to come and help me at the side of the road. And it wasn't a doctor or a nurse, it was a vet. She wow. got out of the car and come over and started helping me and looking after me. 
and it wasn't a doctor or a nurse, it was a vet. I've never known that before, but at least she knew what to do. Yeah. And and that had to make you feel good. And, and what did she do and what can other people do? Well, as I say, just to put something soft under my head, she did, and stayed with me and talked to me gently while I was coming out. Because, of course, you can be very, let's say, combative almost because you don't know where you are, why you're down on the floor, why somebody's touching you, they, you might take offence to that. So if you're just talking gently to the person and reassuring them type thing. And, and what do you do? You know, you take medications. We talked about this. What do you do to help fight epilepsy? What will, what have you done and what will people learn about in the book that you talk about? Well, over the years, um, my doctor um, always asked me to try test medication. But because my epilepsy cannot be cured, it's not in one part of my brain. It's all over the brain that's firing at the same time. So he asked me to take test medication, try it out sort of thing. And I said, well, yeah. And he said, well, it won't help you, but it might help other people if you tell me the side effects. So I thought, well, okay, why not? So I started that out for a while. And then... He's just tried over the years to change my medication to try and help me. And does the frequency, because I think this is something people don't understand uh, either. And and again, we're speaking with Gavin Hogarth and his book is Epilepsy, Live or Die. Does the frequency change of how often you can have an epileptic attack? Definitely. I mean, when I've changed, had my medication changed, sometimes it can just stop completely. For no apparent reason, it'll just stop completely. Wow. And then all of a sudden, as soon as your body's found that way around that new tablet, it'll just start up again. And once it starts up again, it won't stop. Wow. So once it starts up again... It won't, um, it won't stop, but it's so interesting and wonderful that it, you had the, the instances, you've had the instances of where it has stopped, which again goes to not ignoring and to continue to work on, okay, what can I do to battle epilepsy? What, what is there available? Because that's obviously made a huge difference in your, in your life. What, do you hope people take away from reading your book, this new book? Um, well, both to either enjoy the book, which I hope they would do, or um, just to gain uh, as much information and knowledge about epilepsy as, po- as possible type of thing. As I say, it just needs to be told to as many people as possible. It does need to be told. And one thing about you, you have a wonderful sense of humor. And I think the humor with Gavin has made such a big difference. And you can see that. And that's why he said, I mean, you'll enjoy the book. The book, he has his humor that runs throughout the book. And I I certainly saw that in the first couple of books. And in this book, Live or, or Die... 
I love that what Gavin also has done, and he said this, is showing you what it's like, showing you the uh, the pictures of his of his injuries when it happens, and being able to have that humor. And Gavin, that's what I was just telling the listeners, that your humor is the thing that I think is wonderful, and I believe that is part of what's carried you through and got you off the couch. How important is humor to your life? Well, that's what I've always put the epilepsy down to. If you can't live with it properly and you're just going to blame yourself, that's just going to lead to a high amount of depression. While if you can use humour and have a good laugh at yourself, and those photographs that I've got on my books, it's just like looking at each photo and saying, oh, this is definitely better than the last time that you injured yourself. And just enjoy it for no, no reason whatsoever, apart from that way you can just really have a good laugh at yourself. Yeah, and you always do that. And you're entertaining to talk to. There's there's absolutely no question about it. What is your greatest wish that you would would like to see happen in the world of epilepsy and for what for what people can can know, the, the awareness, raising the roof on it, because there's other diseases or things that people talk about. And I think we don't talk about epilepsy enough, do you? Well, no, I don't. Um, I join an um, Instagram page, and there's a lot of people all over the world that have, we all talk to each other. It's only a couple every now and again, but then it'll change. And we all give each other information and help support each other and things like that. But say that's four people you're talking to, it's not really enough, and they all have epilepsy at the same time. But at least you're giving a little bit of information out, but it's two people with epilepsy. Well, it really needs to get spread a little bit more than that. Right, and that's what we want to see with this book. Please go and get Gavin's book, Live or Die, Epilepsy, Live or Die, and you can get it on Amazon or Barnes & Noble. How important has your family been and friends for support? Oh, I wouldn't manage without them, to be honest. I just wouldn't be able to manage it myself without friends and family assistance for when it's needed. And because they know what to do and they can go places with you and feel comfortable. Well, that's it again, yes. Right. And that's the point of the book. And if you and if you read the book, then you definitely learn that. What can you do? And it's the simple things. Look at the vet helping Gavin. What a wonderful story. There's no reason that any of us, if we see that, instead of turning our back or panicking, why not help? And the more we know, the better we all get and the more involved we can get in this this fight. Gavin Hogarth, thank you so much. Thank you very much. Hi, this is Kate.
Hey, Delaney, I am truly amazed by this audience. Many of you have been reaching out to me to ask more on what I call the No Drone Zone. How do you find out about the show or listen to podcasts or guests or even my books? So here we go. Go to katedelaneyradio.com for more on what's shaking in my orbit. To reach me, simply hit the contact tab and send an email. Behind the scenes photos, great video, travels, the dog. Yeah, that's Guinness. He is the mascot. Go to Kate Delaney Fan Page on Facebook. Kate Delaney Fan Page on Facebook. Or hit me up on Twitter at Kate S. Delaney. At Kate S. Delaney. For any of my books, including Deal Your Own Destiny, Amazon simply is the easiest. Thanks for listening as we talk about what's happening in my backyard and yours and how it affects us. We throw in laughs, cheap movie reviews, the man cave, and authors with some interesting stories to tell. If you've already forgotten everything I've just said, just go to katedelaneyradio.com. As Dr. Wallach says, we all have nutrient deficiencies in our diets and must supplement with 90 essential nutrients in proper balances. At no cost or obligation, get a personal certified holistic health coach to help you develop a supplement program based on Dr. Wallach's recommendations. Call Linda at 833-VITAL-90. That number to call is 833-848-2590. That's 833-VITAL-90. Get healthy, not high, with 100% pure CBD, powerful natural pain relief from Veterans Vitality. GCN listeners, have you ever thought about how CBD may help you? I'm sure you have heard about the many benefits of CBD. Well, here's your opportunity to try before you buy. Created by veterans and for everyone who deserves better choices, our CBD is derived from organic hemp, grown in the USA, and third-party tested. Veterans Vitality CBD saves you as much as 25 to 50% over our competition, and a portion of all sales is contributed to veteran nonprofits and events. Many of our customers have experienced improved quality of life, help with anxiety, PTSD, and overall well-being. Our products do not contain THC. They are safe, non-addictive, effective, and 100% legal. GCN listeners, get your free trial bottle of premium CBD by simply paying shipping and handling at GCNFreeCBD.com. That's GCNFreeCBD.com. Again, GCNFreeCBD.com. Offered by Veterans Vitality Premium CBD. What if you could cut your heating bills this winter with your existing wood-burning fireplace and not spend thousands doing it? You can with Great Wall of Fire Fireplace Grates. Our U.S. patented, made-in-America Wall of Fire Grates increase fireplace efficiency, eliminate fireplace smoke problems, and come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. See our grates in action and get free shipping from walloffire.com or call 800-274-7364. Fireplace heat without fireplace smoke. walloffire.com Headstone, let the dominoes fall. Is Robert Lafond? Robert, thanks so much for coming on. Thank you. Let's talk about the road to writing this book. What made you write the book? How'd this come about? Well, you've got two books there: "Sitting on a Headstone" uh-huh. and "Let the Dominoes Fall." "Sitting on a Headstone" was—I'm uh, not saying—I guess I could say it was planned, but I started about three years ago. And I recognized that my three daughters, who are now in their 40s, um, really had never asked any questions about what their father did. 
before he married their mother. What I did in the war or uh, subsequently afterwards. So I figured the best way to do that would be to write uh, in story form uh, everything about where I came from, how I grew up, what led me into the, the Army uh, and going to Vietnam, uh, how I wrote letters to her mother, how we married, etc., etc. And um, uh, it came out, I thought it came out very well. And tell us about that. So in the book, what did you, you know, you talk about what you did before you got married, and you ha- you and I talked off the air, you really had some interesting things to say. Tell us a little bit about what's in Sitting on My Hedgestone. Uh, well, I start out in, uh, I was born in Pawtucket, Rhode Island, and we, we lived in a very small apartment. And uh, it was a second floor, and back in, back in the 40s, it was right after the war, uh, my mother and father had just married, <laughs> and uh, dad had a job, uh, but it wasn't enough. He had to get a second job. The apartment was growing smaller as my parents had children, and when there were four of us uh, sleeping in one bed, we moved to uh, an apartment that was available, actually it was half a house available several miles away in another town. Uh, we grew up with the, with the children adding up to nine. But in the course of all that, it was uh, playing by the railroad tracks, uh, by the old mill on the river, walking to school, yes, uphill <laughs> in the snow, uh, as the old story goes. Um, and it was, uh, it was, it was good. It was, it was country living. I mean, you could, I wouldn't call it civilized country. It was country living. Uh, all houses were built for the mill, the factory, uh, that, uh, provided blankets and, and linens and things for the, in the beginning of the Civil War. It changed over in time to fabric and then eventually... Uh, all that died away, and it started making fiberglass. Wow. Uh, as, as I uh, grew up and uh, got away from, from the village, I was 18 when I left, uh, and that's when I joined the military, joined the Army. My dad was in the Army all, all the years that I was growing up. He was in the National Guard, and uh, his uh, one of his greatest things to see on watch television was watching all the war movies that were out. And every time he'd see the, the bombers and the, and the planes on television, he'd point out to my brother and I, see, look at the tail of the plane, and you'll see the big A on the tail. And so that was his outfit. And that's where I had, uh, that's where I got my desire to uh, to join join the Army and become part of an aviation, um, aviation lifestyle. Yeah. Well, and, and obviously, sitting on my hedgestone, what a clever name! And and I, I understand, you know, having this, leaving this for your family. But what about for anybody listening to this conversation, reading it? What do you hope they take away from reading that book? The story it, it, it goes to show that the, the term "sitting on a headstone" I use it in the in the book many times, uh, particularly in in Vietnam, in the course of combat in Vietnam, and all the 
all the guys that are um, in harm's way, uh, is that you're sitting on a headstone and if you don't look down to see that your name's on the stone, no matter what you're doing. And uh, you want to uh, you want to avoid winding up in the grave. Uh, so you do what you can. And uh, sitting on a headstone, I think, is, uh, is a, it's a story of endurance because uh, I, I not only did my initial 12 months, I volunteered to do an additional six, which is at the end of those six months is how I was injured and, and uh, how I spent time in the military hospitals and the VA hospitals and eventually getting married uh, and surviving through uh, the PTSD that I sustained and the injuries that I sustained and how I lived through them. Um, and I wanted my kids to know all that. Because, uh, um, they just, uh, they don't ask questions. They, uh, they're not curious uh, in that respect. Uh, uh, but I wanted them to know in case they did get curious. They can at least uh, in time be able to show their children, my grandchildren, uh, something that their grandfather did. That yeah. was uh, probably different from what they may be living in their own neighborhoods because, let's face it, Vietnam veterans are, we're not few, but we're far in between. And many of them hide and they don't talk about their experiences. I did. I decided I had to. And I think that's one of the one of the great gems of this book is that not just for your family, but for others to know that and to understand that and hear those stories, I think, is so, so valuable. And your other book, Let the Dominoes Fall. Tell us about that. What's that about? Uh, that's far and away different. <laughs> it's, um, it's based on um, current events. And at the time I started the book, current event was President Trump in the White House. Uh, it's based on uh, the activities of the president and certain members of his cabinet who face uh, a bit of retribution by another member uh, in the House and the Senate who's looking to make changes. And I start the book out with a group of, of students graduating from a school from high school going on to college and how their lives, though they become separated, begin to intertwine again. And they are the, they are the catalysts of the activity uh, to try to straighten out the government and each piece that I call a domino and each one that falls is one step closer to the president. Yeah. After writing both of these books, both very different, as you say, Robert, will you write another? Or do you have anything else kicking around in your head? Oh, yes. I'm working on one now. And uh, I have several waiting in uh, USB drives. Um, they could all use editing. They could all use a little bit of work, I suppose. But, um, I tend to write about 150, 160 pages. Uh, I like the six by nine format, and uh, it's it's a story from beginning to end. Yeah, I guess you could add if you, if, I, if I wanted to, I could add to it. 
I could take away from it, but I would prefer to um, leave the books where they end and leave something left for the reader. It's so well said. A great place to end this. But I just have one more question. Is this fun for you? It sounds like it is. If you've got things on drives and you're waiting, it sounds like this has been a real kick for you. This is. This is. The Headstone was a cathartic book. The others, anything that will come along now, is purely in, it's pure enjoyment. It's my imagination at work. Uh, I could do it... Uh, in a story, uh, 150, 60, 200 pages, or I could do it in a single page poem, or in just a single page, as I've been doing for the last 25 years, including a story in my Christmas cards. Uh, rather than a calendar of events over the past year, I include a short story about Christmas uh, and how it affects our people uh, in the Christmas cards. Nice. I bet people really look forward to that. So I'm assuming people can get Sitting on My Headstone, Let the Dominoes Fall, that other book as well, on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, wherever books are sold. Yes. Yes, and also the other e-book. E-book, too, as well, so yep. look for that. Robert, thank you so much. What a delight to get to talk to you, and thanks uh, for everybody else for listening to this interview and this show. Make it count, everyone. Hey guys, why settle for poor quality Pouty Arco that's sold by stores and online resellers when you can get Tahibo Tea Club's original pure Pouty Arco Super Tea at drinksupertea.com or 818-965-9113. The Tahibo Tea Club's original pure Pouty Arco Super Tea is only available at drinksupertea.com. 818-965-9113. 818-965-9113. That's drinksupertea.com. Ever feel completely down on your luck, whether it's your career or just your life? Do you look at other people and wonder, why them, not me? I'm Kate Delaney. I did it. I admit it. I've learned some valuable and priceless lessons from some of the rock stars I've interviewed over the years, like Sir Richard Branson or the late, great John Madden, and I want to share them. Want to laugh? Want to learn? Want more out of life? Then pick up a copy of my book, Deal Your Own Destiny, Increase Your Odds, Win Big, and Become Extraordinary. Get it on Amazon today.